Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. One of the things that is in everybody's vocabulary these days is inflation. You can't go anywhere. You can't go out to dinner. You can't can't go meet up with your friends. You can't go to your kid's sporting event without hearing about inflation. And this is really the first time this word has been used in our culture a lot in many, many, many years. It's really not been a thing. But now, here we are in a time with pretty high inflation where it seems to be on everybody's mind and in their mouths. And so we thought, let's just take an episode, let's talk about inflation and and talk about the impacts of it and, and, and what the implications are for you and for me. And so first, let's define inflation. It's not some political word that both parties use to throw crap at each other in hopes to to get get each other. No, inflation is a thing, and it's this. It's the decrease in the purchasing power of money reflected in a general increase in the prices of goods and services in an economy. So, in other words, inflation is when things just cost more. Things we spend money on, things we buy, goods, services. It can be anything. Inflation can happen to anything. And so many of you are experiencing it and you see it here and there. You see the, the price of gas going up and you see the price of you fill in the blank. That's inflation. When, when the price goes up, that's inflation. Now, inflation is a normal thing. Inflation always happens. Inflation is something that's supposed to happen. It's part of a healthy economy. But we're living in a time of, of rapid inflation. And so what has happened is the price of a lot of goods and services have gone up a lot in a very short period of time. And when that happens in your wage, your salary, your paycheck doesn't go up as quickly, you can feel that. Now, a lot of you are really feeling the weight of inflation right now. And if you don't feel it, if you are not feeling inflation right now, there's probably two reasons. Number one, you have a high enough discretionary income where it's not necessarily cutting so deep that you feel it. You had a really high discretionary income, and that discretionary income might be a little smaller. And so inflation doesn't feel heavy to you because it hasn't really made a huge impact where it counts. And some of you, you don't budget, you don't track your finances, and so you're somewhat oblivious to the impact of inflation. Some people are getting crushed by inflation, but they don't know it because of the way in which they handle their finances. And and they're somewhat naive to it. And so those are the two kinds of people that say inflation's not really a thing or it doesn't really matter. And I'm here to talk today about why it does matter. Because there's a lot of people that are really hurting by inflation. Going back to the comment I just made, if you have a really high discretionary income, you might not feel the the weight of inflation because it just means you have less discretionary income. If 
you have a little bit of discretionary income, but not a ton. You have a, a, a reasonable amount. You've, you're probably really feeling the pinch of inflation. If you have you had some discretionary income, and that's either shrunk completely or, or, or mostly, that feels heavy. And it's frustrating because you're working hard and you're trying to do the right thing for the right reasons. And you just want to provide for your family. And there just doesn't seem to be quite as much left over at the end for all the good stuff that we want. But then there's people that were already teetering on the edge before inflation hit. They were teetering on the edge. They barely, barely could make ends meet. And now inflation has cut into their, their needs. And so it's not a matter of do they have more or less discretionary income. They literally don't have enough for their needs because the needs go up and the pay might not have gone up with it. And so if that's you, I'm sorry. This is heavy. Like this is really, really hurting people. And, and some people are, are, aren't seeing that. And there's a lot of people that are being very insensitive to, to what you're going through. And they're making light of it. And they're making jokes. And they're blaming you for this if you don't, can't make ends meet. And, and to that, I just want to say they don't know what they don't know. There are a lot of people that are getting absolutely crushed by inflation right now. And, and I'm walking alongside of, of many folks that are really, really hurting. And so I just thought, let's take, let's take this time to talk about it. So I had this conversation with, with Cole, my business partner, the producer of the show. We were having this conversation the other day, and he's like, Travis, he's like, man, we just did our budget this month. He goes, man, it's, it's wild. He goes, we, we make this much money, and he gave me a number, and he goes, it just it's not going as far as it should. He said, this should be enough to take care of my family. And he goes, it's just, there's, it's tighter. And, and they're not hurting. They're not in need. It hasn't cut deep into their needs, but it is so noticeable in his family's life where it's like this amount of money should be well above what it takes to raise a family, to, to, to pay the house payment to, to pay the bills in our house, to have, a, have our daughter. This should be enough, and, and it's, it's shrinking. It feels like the walls are closing in a little bit. And so Cole is in camp, too, where he feels it in a very profound way. And, and a, lot of you, a lot of you recognize that as well. And so we had a really great conversation about it, and it's just, yeah, a lot, a lot of these things are really impacting us. And it's the thing about inflation is that we don't give it the full credit it deserves because it's like, he's like, it's like, so what? So that box of cereal is 20 cents more expensive. So what? That gallon of gas is, is 25 cents more expensive per gallon. We look at it and we look at those small marginal numbers and those marginal changes and we say, yeah, it's an inconvenience. But when you multiply that by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of purchases a month, it can add up to many hundreds of dollars or more. Um, confession, this is going to sound terrible, but um, I love grocery shopping. I've always loved grocery shopping. And uh, I don't know why. I've always just loved it. I find it to be somewhat of a peaceful experience. But I haven't grocery shopped for my family in nearly a decade since my wife decided to shift careers and my career accelerated 
my wife took that on. And so I, I'm not the primary grocery shopper anymore. And so my wife does 90% of it. And I do kind of like the extra runs. She's like, hey, can you grab this and this and this? And I'll go. So the other day, I had some time and I was kind of just curious to see what the grocery shopping experience is like today in the heart of all this inflation. And so I said, hey, Sarah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go on a full grocery run, partially because I got to buy what I want. And, uh, and, and so I get to buy whatever I want. And so I went to the grocery store and as I'm walking around, I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. This is crazy what's going on right now. And, and afterwards I was talking to Sarah and I said, Sarah, it's like a minefield out there. It's a minefield. I mean, so many of these things that we bought without thinking about it a year ago are significantly more expensive a lot of the meat products and, and and there's a handful of other things that I as I was looking through the grocery aisles, I'm like, man, this can this will blow people up. Not this one item, but this item times a hundred. This stuff's gonna blow people up. And she's like, it's hard. She said, it's hard. And it's one of those things where we don't we don't pay close enough attention to it. And I've recognized it. In, in our journey, despite the fact I don't grocery shop regularly, I do budget every month. And, and as Sarah and I budget every month, I've watched her say, Travis, our grocery money isn't enough. We need more. And so we increase our grocery budget. A few months later, she's like, Travis, I'm sorry, but this the, it's not enough. And so we increase it again. And so we've watched our grocery budget go up over the course of time. And so it's a real, it's a real experience people are having. Now, it's my, one of my favorite conversations in coaching is when we're going through the budget and we hit groceries and the husband will say, oh, we can, we can do a lot better than that. We could cut that in half, blah, blah, blah. And the husbands typically are just like, let's just gut that grocery bill. Like, that's ridiculous. We don't need that much for groceries. We could use it for this other stuff. And my favorite comment happens almost every time. And the wife says, okay, you try. You go to the store and you try because they know. They're the ones experiencing it typically. And I don't mean to be stereotypical here, but this is typically how this is playing out, typically. Again, generalization. I'm not trying to pigeonhole roles here, but that's how this, this conversation typically goes. And so people aren't aware, but it is, it is really impacting people. And groceries, I would say, is the one that I'm, I'm seeing the most impact on. Now, obviously, if you're trying to buy a car, that is a huge difference. Um, gas is the one that we see, but the reason we see it is because there's literally a sign on every street corner where you can see the price of gas. There's no sign on the street corner for the price of hamburger or eggs or broccoli. That's not how it works. So we're not as aware of it. And so it just kind of gets, gets settled out in the wash and we might not really just take a lot of time to think about it. But if you're a family that is feeling the weight of inflation, and most of you are, I know most of you are, what can we do? What can we do to combat inflation? Now, obviously, we can't fix inflation. We can't make it, make it go away. We can't wish it away. We have to deal with it. We have to deal with reality on reality's terms. And so, what do we do? There's six things that I'm going to talk about to help combat inflation. Number one, we can become aware of it. 
We can't fight what we don't know. If we don't know what things really cost, how are we going to make an adjustment? How are we going to battle that? And I remember talking to my wife, Sarah, about that. I said, hey, Sarah, maybe you and I should talk about some of these things that we buy. Because there's a lot of things she just buys because that's just what we buy. She likes it. I like it. The kids like it. It's just we're creatures of habit. And so she buys the same things every month because that's what we buy. And so we might need to go back and really become aware of some of those items and, 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 and maybe make some shifts. But becoming aware is the biggest thing. We need to know what is changing so that we can make some decisions. Number two, once we are aware, we need to decide how bad do we still need this thing? How bad do we want to purchase this thing? Let's just say there's this grocery item you used to purchase all the time. And one of the reasons you purchased it is because it was kind of a good value for the price compared to how much you enjoy it or how much you get out of it. And if you're aware that the price of something has gone up 40, 50, 60, 100%, you might need to ask yourself the question, is that still worth it? Do we still need it? Do we still want it? Knowing the updated price. And so that's what my wife Sarah and I are going to talk about on a few of these things that we typically buy. I'm like, hey, time out. Do we really want to keep buying this at these prices? Now, I'm going to miss some of these things I enjoy, but... Is it better for us to then maybe just, hey, take a time out. Maybe we won't buy that thing for a while. So maybe that's a conversation to have. And again, I'm talking about simple, tiny things, but it can also apply to the big things. Whether it's plane tickets or whether it's to that restaurant or you fill in the blank for you. We all have our things. Number three, we might need to reallocate a part of our budget to fill in the gaps. And that's, that's what I shared what Sarah and I do. For our groceries, we know we need more today than we did six months ago. And so we reallocated a portion of our budget. We took some of our wants and maybe some of our saving, and we moved it into these categories that are being infected, uh, affected by inflation. Now, we're not cutting our giving. That's a non-negotiable for us. But we're going to fill in the gaps with reallocation. So we might spend a little bit less on dining out and put more into the groceries. Or we might put less into our travel fund and more into groceries. Or into our gas for our car. Or you fill in the blank for you. So we might need to do that. We might need to make a decision. Again, one of the benefits of budgeting every month. We might need to say, hey, this over here, this money needs to be used for this. Because again, if we're, if we're doing a zero-based budget, we're spending, saving, giving all the income we make this month. There's only so much. We don't believe we're just going to go out and just throw it all on a credit card and, and run that thing up. We believe that we're going to spend, save, give whatever we're blessed with this month. And so we might, not mean, we might need to reallocate something into something else. And you can do that. You can do that whenever you want. You're the boss. It's your budget. Number four, we might, not, we might have to temporarily cut out some of the nice-to-haves. We might need to cut out travel. We might need to cut out dining out. We may need to cut out some of the toys we're buying. We may need to cut out new clothes. We might need to cut out investing or saving. And it's not forever. Temporarily. We might need to cut a few of these things out just to kind of weather the storm, figure out how are we going to get on the other side of this inflation thing. 
Number five, the other, the other alternative to fighting inflation other than cutting costs is to increase income. If things cost more, we might need to make more. And so that for some of us, that might mean we need to take on additional hours or get a second job or do a little bit of a side hustle over here. But finding ways to increase the income. Because if we have a certain level of expenses and a certain level of income and the expenses go up, we need to increase the income commensurately if we want to maintain that same lifestyle. So for some of us, Increasing the income is a very good option. Pay is increasing significantly at a lot of places. I'm watching sign, you know, you drive down the road, you see the signs of, of the incomes or the, the wages are going up and up and up. And that's not universal. That's not every job. But if we need extra income, we need to do what we need to do to generate the extra income. And then number six, we need to give ourselves grace. I'm working with a lot of people that are beating themselves up far too much over their overspending on certain categories or or not making as much progress and we're paying off debt and we thought we were going to pay off 2,000 of debt this month, but we only paid off 1,500 because we had all these extra bills. That's just a reality we're living in. And and I think we just need to, to take a step back, recognize it is what it is. It's not your fault. It's not your fault groceries and gas and All these other things have increased so much. That's not your fault, but it is a reality that we live in. And so you need to give yourself grace. If you were paying off $2,000 of debt a month and now it's $1,500 a month, that's okay. That's still a win. It's not the speed in which you wanted to go. That's fair. Let's name that. Let's name that, that you you wanted to go faster. And And I respect that and I honor that and I want to affirm that, that your desire to make progress financially that matters. And I want you to make it as fast as you can. But also, we, all, we have to take in account everything else that's going on in life. And inflation is unfortunately the elephant in the room right now. And so give yourself grace along the way. Know that we will find our way through it. It, it might not go away tomorrow, but it, it, will, it will get better eventually. Things will right, right themselves. And so Give yourself grace every step of the way. Give your partner grace. Don't demean your partner because they overspend on groceries again this month. It just means maybe you two need to get together and find a solution for next month. And all we can do is get a little bit better all the time. And always remember, it's not about the money. Money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And when we dwell on the money, we obsess about the money, we can really lose sight of the meaning. Let's not do that. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel, which now features full podcast episodes and HD video. You can find that on YouTube. And of course, Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And as our way of saying thank you for listening to the podcast, you can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if you're not interested in that, we're, we're okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. Bye.